0: So I want to talk about the power of this podcast. Go on. And it's a dangerous power, I think, because last week we recorded <laughs> twice, didn't we? We, had to re- we did, record yeah. One day and then re-record the next day. I'm not going to go back over old hurts. On that. Good. But when we first, during the first recording, yeah. the Home Secretary resigned. Yes. And while we were doing the second recording, the Prime Minister resigned. Yeah. Yeah, that's power. Uh, is power, isn't it? Mm. And there are leaders all around the world now worrying what's going to happen during this episode, I reckon. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Who is going to go? I don't know. The king
1: may abdicate. The
0: pope? <laughs> yes. I don't know. We've already done the prime minister. We're going to go up from there.
1: <gasps> I suspect the listeners might step down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who would
0: blame them, really? Exactly. <laughs> everyone to episode uh 217 of the mid-faith crisis how podcast. difficult is it to just look at the top momentarily <laughs> before you start well i think it's a reflex action now <laughs> i think i'm kind of like yeah, you know i okay. just don't expect to get through it no in in one go so episode 217 of the mid-faith crisis podcast my name nick page and uh, there is joe davis
1: hello thank you no thank you No, it's lovely to be here, although we're only just here, to be fair. It's been frantic, hasn't it?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll talk about this in a minute. It's just a bit manic isn't it really everything. It is. um, just, Let's start with church notices though And just a quick reminder about your event On oh, 8th of November Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so we we're calling it Staying Defiantly um, uh, A title we stole Off um, Brian McLaren And it's for Aimed at church leaders, I mean actually anyone can join in I mean anyone who's interested But I'm going to be with uh, Joe Ibert and Dave Steele We are going to be thinking And reflecting on the issues of same sex and just some of the big issues that are affecting the church. And this is the first in what may be a one and only um, event or it might be the beginning of several. Who can say? That will be down to the people who attend, we suspect. But we're, we, I think uh, Joe and Dave and I have this sort of sense that there is a need to support people and to help people. We're really trying to rethink uh, the theology uh, for today. So that's what we're doing. For what it's worth, I mean, who are we to do it? I don't know, but here we are doing it.
0: <laughs> Good stuff, uh, and um, I have, as promised, um, and in my manifesto, put mm. uh, the information on the website. Well, so, please don't
1: U-turn you... You from that. Thank you.
0: No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> um, so uh, you can find that at midfaithcrisis.org. Yeah, uh, our website, um, and I think it's on the Facebook as well.
1: It is on the Facebook. Thanks for everyone who comments on that some very funny illustrations and wording last week following oh, we your rant. We should
0: do rant. a shout out, shouldn't we? So yeah. we should do a sh- you sent me the fo- the uh,
1: pictures. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Steve. Thank you. <laughs> that was very
0: amusing. <laughs> it was the the sound of the robe, which we will come back to. <laughs> will we? Yes, I don't know about the rant thing. I felt bad in a way afterwards, but did you no, I didn't really. You didn't look bad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you look when you feel bad? <laughs> no, actually, I didn't feel that bad. I felt, uh, I felt quite unburdened, really. We we will come back to that
1: in a later email, I'm quite certain.
0: Okay. Um, All right. Well, how how are you anyway?
1: Yeah, okay. Apart from just crazy, but you know my life and self-employed, feast and famine, it's either really ridiculously busy or worryingly quiet and we're going through a ridiculously busy period, but... I think this will impress you. I was cultured again and went to mm-hmm. listen to Vivaldi in Chichester Cathedral. Evidently, he's on tour at the moment, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he that's came. amazing. What what Vivaldi piece was it? Uh, it was Four Seasons,
0: actually. Oh, Four Seasons. So
1: we had that. Yeah. Uh, has he done others? I don't know. Um, and a bit of uh, a few a few greatest hits from some others as well. Very lovely, great setting, candlelight, Chichester Cathedral. What's not to love? And it's also a bit yeah. different.
0: Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And
1: then, and then, now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, Joe, have you got cheese? And the answer is yes, thanks to lovely listeners, Martin and Jane, who we met at Lennersley Gardens and had a lovely walk. So thank you, though, guys. It was lovely to see them, actually. We were catching up together and it was all beautiful. And then right at the end, <laughs> they'd been carrying around this big box. It turned out to be a. You know, cold
0: bag And
1: uh, they gave me a beautiful piece of brie So isn't that so lovely? So let me get this
0: clear <laughs> It's now coming clearer to me Why you like meeting listeners so, listen, <laughs> yeah. they, They're they basically your cheese supplier And listen, I,
1: I want to say for the record As far as I know These are the first listeners to give me cheese So it's just, And it was not a requirement of meeting It was just a lovely little gift
0: It's like meeting up <laughs> with a dealer of some kind yeah. <laughs> A cheese dealer yeah. <laughs> yeah do you want any brie i've got some really good brie
1: i can do your black bomber
0: <laughs> yeah. no listen um uh that's me i'm
1: fine really I, all all is well i just want to go for a walk and take things slowly for a little while how are you my friend yeah. how are you
0: well i mean similar in a way i mean we're novid thank you very much good uh, so that's all good we survived um all that um I feel like I'm running like crazy at the moment, mm. and uh, so today's just been quite manic. Uh, it's it's odd, isn't it? Lots of lots of good ideas, lots of things happening, um, mm. but but I just don't feel I got enough time to finish everything. And I always feel slightly guilty about this because I always think, oh, here we are, you know, disciples of Dallas mm. um, and all this kind of stuff, and him going ruthlessly eliminate Rush, yeah, and uh, or hurry or whatever. I did you yeah. mean Ian Rush? I don't know. Perhaps no, he, he
1: would have loved Ian Rush,
0: surely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe, Or maybe the band, because they were pretty bad band, Rush. Yeah, you so I Rush, think, they, yeah. they think they should have been ruthlessly eliminated. I think you're veering off, if I may say yeah, so. Sorry. <laughs> it's the tiredness kicking in. So, uh, But I, I'm so bad at ruthlessly eliminating it. I do get rid of it. I kind of swing. I either am on yeah. full-on hurry or I am completely vegged out. Mm. And doing nothing worthwhile with my life, which we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, it just feels a bit manic at the moment. Really.
1: Well, I thought you were quite helpful last week about that whole thing about uh, remembering 4,000 weeks by Oliver Berkman. And actually, you know, you get to choose what you do. So if you're choosing yeah, yeah. to have a little bit of downtime and watch, you know, some sort of guilty pleasure TV programme, uh, that's okay yeah that's okay really really go for it and enjoy it and realize that you're consciously choosing to do that don't be ashamed of it i thought that was helpful
0: yeah i think that's that's right that's how uh, you know i think that's a good way of looking at it however depends on the tv program because last night i watched just a bit of what i think was the most stupid tv program i've seen in a long time which was uh, a program called jimmy Carr destroys art oh i saw a little bit of that it did seem ridiculous so there's an interesting discussion to be had, yes, there is about you know what to do with the art produced by people who have very dubious pasts yeah yeah the the slight problem is that most artists have had dubious pasts of yeah. one kind or another, and exactly. so actually you'd probably be left without without any paintings whatsoever but but they the idea was that they looked at their paintings and um. And, and and based on what the artist was like as a person, the audience had a chance to destroy the art. Yeah, mm, I know. And this, for, for for start, it put up a painting by Rolf Harris oh, yeah. next to prints by Eric Gill. And I'm not going to go into why either of those artists is problematic or people either know or they don't know or whatever. But those two are not really on the same level of artistic yeah. endeavour. No, but equally, it's just—it's just dumb. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's TV. <laughs> I know, but it's—it's it's supposed to be sort of looking at cancel culture, but it's just doing it in a cancel culture kind of way. It's just—it's it yeah. just really reductionist. And I—I I felt like this is one area where Christianity and the church really has something to say because we accept that everyone's a sinner. Mm. We accept that everyone does bad things of one kind or another but we also accept that people can do good things yeah and that you know you're not defined in fact by your failings and your sins no matter what they are really so you know I think ah, I don't know just I think if there's one thing that should be destroyed it's that program yeah well and there'd be no statues left actually if you
1: looked into the the lives of everyone who's had a statue built after them i suspect
0: oh, there's been no, there been no, <laughs> no monuments in churches anyway you know i go around churches i look at monuments but they're all they're all for rich people yeah and you can bet most of those rich people made their money in some pretty you know Dubious underhand ones. ways yeah, yeah exactly so so where do you draw the line yeah, You've got but to stop but hang on
1: as jesus said the rich um have got it all right
0: i think that's what he said <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> So anyway, I I just uh, slightly annoyed me, but um yeah, yeah, that's that's my week so far. Ah,
1: well, good. Well, listen, uh, yeah, I know you've been rushing around, so we should get on with mm. stuff. So, uh a couple of uh, nice bits of feedback. Uh, well, Ness. Ness, thank you. Right. She says, "Playing fix your mind upon cheeses today while sanding my banister." Is that a euphemism? I don't think so.
0: What is sanding a ban-
1: well, I imagine it's sanding it down before repainting it, Nick, and then okay, leave it yeah. at that, All okay? Right. Anyway, it, she... sounds
0: like, it sounds like a trick you do on a skateboard, actually, doesn't it? Really? What,
1: sanding the banister?
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> he's going up the steps and he's sanded the banister. Anyway, sorry, start again.
1: Uh, from Ness. Playing Fix Your Mind Upon Jesus Today Whilst Sanding My Banister. I, it does sound like that. You're right. <laughs> now now I, can't, I can't do it without thinking about that. Anyway, Uh She says, I heard you ask, uh, what do we do with our feelings about injustice? It reminded me that in Lent 2021 at our church, we took a feast or famine approach. That is, in a time when everyone was under restrictive lockdown, our pastor decided we probably all had enough of giving things up. So put together a list of challenges from having a screen-free day to enjoying a takeaway. One challenge was to write a psalm of lament, and I found it really therapeutic. So... um. So she enclosed her Psalm of Lament from the 28th of February, 2021. So I'm going to read it. And it says this. If I were to pause on this, the final day of winter, and take a moment to consider all that's lost, I cannot help but begin with amazement at the beauty of nature, from sunlit gardens to the brambles doused with frost. And I would cry out at inequalities beset across the earth, that some of us come to love and comfort, others conflict and isolation, just by birth. I'd cry out for where humanity has lost its way and stopped identifying with you, creator God, instead choosing self-focus, corruption and bitter days, abuse and violation spilling forth. I'd cry out for poorer countries where, though they, themselves live by simple fare, they pay the cost for we who, without a thought, live lives that cost them dear. I'd cry out for all who'd lo- loved and lost their dear ones, to war and famine, disease and despair, and all who faced the distress of having no significant other there. But at this winter's end, I will remember that you who created, go on loving, and like me, lamenting all that's lost, you hold each one dear, and have bought them at your cost. And she says, best wishes and yummy cheeses from Ness. And I found that really interesting to to read that because lament does somehow seem appropriate still, doesn't it, for the sort of season we've been going through?
0: Yes, I think rediscovering lament is really important. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I was thinking a lot about this um, because you remember a few weeks ago I was talking about fear. Yeah. And how much uh, I was struck by how much Jesus talked about. Not, yeah. not being fearful. And I've actually done my research. Have you?
1: You're yeah. good like that.
0: You're good. So I looked it up and I, and I think Jesus said, you know, either take courage or do not be afraid or spoke about the need, um, you know, to not be fearful more than in virtually any other subject. Uh, 23 distinct times he he talks about it. And so many times he repeats that phrase. Do not be afraid. Fear not. Yeah. And for the past oh 18 months or so i've kept a little verse with me which is just, mm. I, I might have mentioned before luke twelve thirty two. do not be afraid little flock for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom mm. and i just think i'm trying i'm still trying to process quite how that works because what i don't think it means is that you should magically not be fearful of things because i think mm. there are things that worry us yeah sure and i, I don't think it's realistic to suddenly go well Okay, I've got that, and now I'm not going to be scared of anything. I think it's about remembering that the kingdom of God is bigger, yeah, than than all this other stuff. Yeah, you know, there are there's the kingdom of the world, and then there's another kingdom wrapped around it and infusing in it, and, and all, yeah. all all you know, transforming it, and that's the kingdom of God. So you know, you try and remember to live in the right kingdom, really.
1: Yeah, no, I I like that. I mean, as we said before on the podcast, I think I think I. I do sense that we're sold such a lie about the world from the media. You know, that it's a terrible place. It's a disaster. It's a doomed place. Mm. But I still think love is the greatest force. You know, as we said before, you know, more people, more husbands and wives are loving each other and loving their children and children are loving their parents and grandparents and communities are caring for one another and friends are looking in on one another. And, you know, love is still the dominant force. I think it's far more love than hate in the world but yeah. you you would never think so watching the news and so we are we're constantly our fears are being sort of reinforced and and I think the kingdom of you know Jesus stands amidst that and say hang on there's a bigger narrative
0: yeah I mean it's like love as we said before love is kind of the dark matter of God's universe yeah there's, this, yeah. there's way more of it out there than we realise yeah I love that count.
1: that's a great metaphor that is a really good you should write a book, write that down that's good. That's yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. Get a love, love, love is the dark matter of God's universe. Is
0: that it? Well, uh, yeah. It's rubbish. You've got to understand what dark matter is, and then I become like you, and I kind of have to get interested in physics and all that kind of stuff. Ah, oh, it's great. I love that. But isn't that that's that stuff that there's more of it than they know what to how to count or something? Or there's mm. stuff out there they're not mm. sure. Mm. As you, as you can tell, I'm not a technically a trained physicist, <laughs> but I, I feel I've mastered it in so many ways. But yeah, I love that. And lament, I think one of the things that lament does is it allows us to talk about our fears and our anxieties and, hmm. you know, in, in an honest and, and constructive way, actually. You know, a, a, a way that actually leads somewhere rather than just bottling them up and trying to, you know, pretend they're not real or pretend or put that a, a, a sort of Christian grin on our face and carry yeah. on. Really.
1: OK, mate. That's good. Thank you. Uh Shall we move on to Matt?
0: Yes, let's do that.
1: OK, well, Matt says this. Hi, guys. Always a pleasure listening to the pod. Always. Really? Thank you. Uh, he says, amusingly, I'm leading worship at a young adults conference in mid-November and that Awake My Soul is a firm favourite and was on my list. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> um, I'm for- so sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, your demolition of the lyrics has made it impossible for me to sing that song in any context. Oh no. The, bow- the bowels of hell will have to remain unshaken. Perhaps a change <laughs> to fruit and fibre will sort it out. <laughs> he says... In regards to hope, I think I've found my hope in desperation, to be honest. Now, I love this. He says, I was four when 9-11 happened, 11 when 2008 happened. So it really does feel like a steady decline with a climate catastrophe unfurling over the lives of, of myself and any children me or my peers have. And during the height of Covid, I found myself living in the story where Jesus asks if his disciples are going to leave. And Peter answers with, where else can we go? you have the words of life. The thing that has kept me enthralled is how true it is to our moment, that there isn't anywhere else to go. Money doesn't work, the government doesn't work, technology and innovation doesn't work. The list is endless and being shown to fail every day of my life. I think my hope has become totally centralised on Jesus because nothing else seems to work. So maybe, unsurprisingly, I've left on my deconstruction journey only to find myself back on a full tilt wristband wearing what would Jesus do approach to life I don't know who said it where but the vibe of C.S. Lewis Tolkien and Kierkegaard and Bonhoeffer of try doing the next good thing and I, I might add Willard to that uh, and, and he means the next Christ like thing and plowing on no matter the adversity or likelihood of things improving it seems like hope is most concentrated when there is little likelihood of things getting better how often do I succeed at being Christ-like? Well, I'm a pastor, so I probably max out at 10%, 5%, he says, if it's church-related. <laughs> but I honestly believe there's nowhere else to go. So he's stuck with me, Jesus, that is. Um he says, Thank God. thanks, guys, you are such a blessing and a strong editorial force in my songbook. <laughs> and that's oh, thanks, Matt. Matt. And then Matt went on to sort of summarise uh, a little bit about Christ likeness And he, he acknowledged the sort of things that he's comfortable about about being christ-like and the things he, he enjoys doing like walking and laughing and eating and drinking and being angry mm. at injustice and truth and peace and all that sort of stuff and some of the things that he doesn't like about being christ-like uh like patience and sacrifice and he did also add uh, healing the sick and raising the dead and casting out demons and stuff like that yeah,
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah i quite like that
1: it was it was good thank you matt um great email
0: really good well, I'll let you talk about the, the where else can we go, because I know we talked about yeah. that before. But but I'd like to come back and think about, you know, that idea of returning almost yeah. to 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 what you've sort of rejected in the past, but actually, you know, coming back to the, the wristband bit yeah. of your life. But yeah. it may be with new eyes, really.
1: I, I mean, I, I do think that is classic second naivety. And he's absolutely 100% right. And we have mentioned that. That verse before I know we have. Where else can we go? I mean, who else is is doing life better than Jesus? Mm. I think uh, you, you know another devotional. I said you know if 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 someone else is doing life better than Jesus is, then Jesus would encourage you to go and do it because Jesus loves you and <laughs> wants yes. the best. It's just brilliant, <laughs> I think. So. So, yes, I do think it's about the second naivety. It's about going, well, hang on, this clearly doesn't work and this isn't right. And going through all that difficult wrestling. But coming back to a place of simple trust that Jesus is the master of life, I think is very, very wise.
0: So if we look at that, uh, you know, some of the things that Matt lists, you know, that Jesus did that he has. Yes. Honestly, I'm not so sure about casting out demons, uh, for example. And raising the dead. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the interesting things for us is, that OK, what does that mean in, Christ, yeah. in terms of Christ's likeness? Is there yeah. a way of, uh, you know, is there a way of still returning to that, but maybe not in the way that we previously thought of it? And we've often talked, for example, about healing yeah. and, this, and praying for healing and how do we pray for healing? Uh, and and i think earlier on certainly in our careers but certainly Mm. when i was working you know there was a very straightforward thing you know you prayed for healing that was it and it was part of the ministry at spring harvest and but you know people came to you and you prayed for it and things happened or they didn't happen now what do we do with it now but 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 it's interesting with those kinds of things that jesus did is there another way of returning to them i wonder
1: yeah i'm sure there is I know a lot of liberal writers would say well you know miracles are signs and it's it's always right to ask with the miracle what's the sign here you mm. know so if someone is healed of blindness then it's a it's not necessarily about oh isn't it great that a blind person see? it's about sight and about seeing mm. clearly yeah. and yeah. how Jesus helps you see clearly so I think my question with all of those kind of things like you know casting out demons and raising the dead and doing some of the things that Jesus did is is that our brief, or, or more personally, is that my brief? You know, does Jesus yeah, sure, want me sure. to? And there's
0: there. obviously going to be yeah. a personal thing about, yeah, you, what yeah. I remember when I was writing, um, The Wrong Messiah, the book about Jesus, talking to a psychiatrist friend of mine about the casting out demons bit, mm. and uh, a friend of mine who worked in Africa about. Uh, oh really? A very yeah, yes yeah. man. Yeah. And getting two very different perspectives, but my psychiatrist friend was saying, look, it's just classic schizophrenia, that kind of stuff. It mm. looks, you know, it it has all the elements of, yeah. you know, epilepsy or schizophrenia or these things. Mm. And so there's a, there's a way in which to cast out demons is to help people to deal with the demons that assail them all, you know, the metaphorical demons or the mm. you know, yeah, the psychological exactly. stuff. I think that's that could be seen as any kind of ministry of um, release. Mm. If you are helping to, yeah. to release people from things that want to destroy them and that bind them up uh, mm. and that tell them lies about themselves, then I think you're engaging in Christ-like behaviour. You're engaging in that what Christ was doing, but you're just doing it in a different way, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's really good, and I think I think it's a good reminder that uh, for so many reasons this email, because I, I think it's a reminder back to our our friend Colossians three twelve, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. That is what we're about. That's hope. That's living hope when you embrace those things uh, in your lives. And and I think the other thing that it reminded me of, and this links in, you know, to other emails and what we've been talking about, is that. We do actually have power and agency. I think, again, you're tempted to look at the news and think, oh, gosh, there's nothing I can do about this. It's terrible. Mm. And you feel a bit mm. impotent and a bit powerless and like this. A bit. But actually, you do have a kingdom. You, you can be a great force for good in this world. And how are you using your power and your agency, your kingdom now? Um, you know, I like to think that, you know, maybe some people when they've listen to us bang on about kindness you know might go away and actually do an act of kindness that they hadn't intended to do and that is making the world a better place that is bringing healing to the world and you have the power to bring healing to the world and i think it's always helpful to be reminded of that simple truth Mm. You know, you know, if you want to use the language of we are God's people, I'm always worried that sounds a little bit imperialist and triumphant and perhaps unhealthy. But, you know, if you do believe we are God's children, that's a great way to view yourself. And that you have you have a mission and you have a purpose and it is to bring light and love and healing to the world. Then get on with it. And whether that looks like something as simple as you know smiling and being kind to the person you buy your bananas off at a local co-op or whether it is you know whether it's um you know selling up and moving to a different part of the world to do mission work. it doesn't you know just do something kind it doesn't have to be big it could be small end of sermon sorry i've got a bit preachy but you know what i mean i
0: think that's good and i think the thing is that yeah, when you have that list of things that Jesus did, and you mm. you've got all the wonder-working stuff in there, mm. and it, it can kind of overpower the other bits. Mm. Really, that Jesus was every single moment mm. loving and kind and compassionate and patient, mm. and and so we end we have a view of discipleship that ends up being all about yeah the the holier stuff. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the stuff that you need some supernatural grace to, to do or whatever. Well, it's not saying you don't need supernatural grace to do most of the stuff in your life. But, yeah. you know, it, it, I think if you bring discipleship in its fullness or fullness of life mm. down to a sort of other level, it is about the everyday interactions yeah. and, and, and how you are Christ like during that time. So I think actually that's a that's a really always a really good reminder, really. Yeah. Um, but I I do think it's interesting. Let's push on this a little bit. I do think it's interesting to look at those ways of doing things that previously we rejected. Yeah. And saying what do we what do we do with them now? Yeah. I I tell you why I'm thinking this way because I was in a uh, in a meeting. I've been in meetings and and stuff. And you go to meetings and sometimes you're you're in this place where somebody is speaking for the fun and they are. Completely from your past, as it were, yeah yeah, they they preach in a way that you you no longer hear you mm. know, or they talk about they're talking about and this guy was you know part of an evangelism kind of stuff that well, mm. a way of doing mass evangelism you know big mm. events mm. Mm. Uh, city missions and statement and missions mm. out in in Africa and you know millions of people listening to a man shouting on the stage and and in some ways, it's just so alien to me mm. now. Yeah. But actually, it was also a really good challenge because I was, he he was talking about you know that bit in uh, Revelation where uh, Jesus is talking to one of the churches. I, I can't remember mm. which one. I think Parmesan. I think the church of Parmesan. <laughs> is it Parmesan? <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's something like that. Parmesan. Stop talking about cheese. I get this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so and he's saying, you know, you've 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 lost your first love. You've fallen oh, yeah. away from yeah. your first okay. love. Okay, that verse, yeah. Yeah. Um and in fact if you read it carefully, he's talking about stuff they do, he's talking about works. But anyway, right. um we'll, we'll leave that. But but the point is I sometimes think, Okay, let's think back to the first love. Let's think back to why I started following Jesus in the first place. And and, and what's that about. And I don't want to whole wholesale reject you know what, what I what I used to mean a lot to me, mm. um, but I can't accept it nowadays wholly either. So I've got to look for the good in that and look for the the. You know, how do I reinterpret that in the light of today? Does that make sense? I've been yeah, kind no, of thinking through. Yeah, no, it does. You know, make... What does it mean to wear? As Matt Matt talks about, did he talk about wearing a wristband kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you yeah. know, what is a what is a mid faith crisis wristband look like? You know, <laughs> um, I I th- I think it's interesting, really.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sure people are sending ideas for a mid-faith crisis <laughs> for his man. I'm quite, yeah. No,
0: I like what you say. I mean, I I don't know that this analogy
1: works, but I was thinking back to you know getting married when we were, let's face it, disgustingly young, and and comparing that to the marriage you have now. And I I sort of look back and when when we got married, Rachel and I, not you and I, that is, uh, that was a different
0: occasion. But That's, the bank <laughs> thinks we're married. Better, yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Rachel, I got maybe. We, Amy we didn't have a clue, and you you come with all that sort of fantasy idea of what marriage is. I mean, it's so easy to fall in love, isn't it? But you mm. know, actually loving is quite hard work. I think Rachel would say the same, particularly when it comes to loving me. But you you transcend and you change, and we could both say, "Well, you're not the person I married," and we've done right. Who'd want to be yeah. a you know twenty year old again? So. You learn, don't you, in a long-term relationship that you morph and you change and you expand and you grow and you learn to love the person that someone is turning into and blossoming to be. And I think it's the same with faith. I think you look back and you go, well, I'm so grateful that someone preached a very evangelical gospel to me because it got me on the road. Now, I don't subscribe to all the stuff that came with it, but if someone hadn't had the loving nature to to do that for me i might not be doing this podcast with you now I might never have met you well you we probably wouldn't have would we how awful my life would have been
0: well but think <laughs> of the leaders who would still be in post um yeah. you know <laughs> I, do, I i think it's like the that you often talk about you were talking about the second naivety that that yeah. journeying away allows us to come back home but look at look at it in new with new eyes hmm. um and and i i suppose in in saying this i'm not i'm not encouraging people to go back to places that might have been destructive to them or wrong or no. or, or or you know ways of doing church that actually they found um, soul destroying rather than 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 life giving but i i do think that i want to be able to look at, at, back at the stuff at the older voices if you like and see what was good in them. I want to look back at my own past with with generosity and understanding yeah. as well as a wisdom and sort of perceptiveness about what ways I've changed. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does
1: make sense. And as we've we've said many times, you know, it ain't what you do it's the way that you do it. And I think to look back at the part you know, beyond mid-faith crisis to to have a bit of compassion and a bit of kindness to critique others and yourself with a sense of, well, that was a season that was, for whatever reason, was right for now, but it isn't right for me now, and that's OK. I think, I think that's quite important, actually, um, not to judge yourself and to judge others too harshly. It got you where you are today.
0: Yeah. Well, perhaps yeah. that's the wristband, then, it, the words of St. Bananarama. Yes. Uh, or was <laughs> it the fun by three? We always get this wrong. We do. We're never shot... Sure. I thought it was Bananarama... Because did they not sing? It ain't what you do; it's the way that you do I it. Think I think Fun Boy Three did it. It was the Fun Boy Three with backing. Oh, okay. Banana Oh. So yeah, um, well, that's what I've been thinking of, and uh, maybe I'll come back next week with a wristband, and maybe you you should do that. Yeah, maybe no, the listeners. Let's all listeners do that let's all suggest a mid-faith crisis wristband see what you've done to us matt you've you've got us on, yeah exactly the merch uh, is coming the, i feel the it merch the merch is here <laughs> uh yeah so anyway look i think we've uh witted on enough haven't we really far far enough Yes. so it only remains to thank everyone for listening and to thank those of you who support the podcast that's very yeah, kind of you thank
1: you so much and thanks to everyone that's just offered a, a little one-off uh a gift of You know, that's so wonderful. Thank you. And thank you to those that give regularly as well. Brilliant.
0: And uh, thank you to those who write in. Uh, That's great. And if people want to write in, uh, to where do do they send their lovely emails, Joe? They
1: would point their email machine to joe at midfaithcrisis.org I had to think about that
0: <laughs> Sorry. and you have
1: a go at me for the introductions joe at midfaithcrisis.org yeah but I've done that once and you it's like every single week yeah. the number is in front of you I, I don't know how this can happen anyway let's not open that wound let's look on that with compassion and kindness <laughs> okay good
0: look for the good in it um, yeah well thank you very much for listening we'll be back with you next week see you next week